0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back and thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Self Healer Soundboard. This week, we're going to talk about a topic that many of us are doing, whether we know it or not, and that is self-sabotage. So we're going to dive into what it actually is, why we're doing it, and of course, how to practice out
1: of it. A lot of us as adults, when we're simply operating from our autopilot, which for many of us is driven by the habits and patterns formed in childhood around narratives of unworthiness, of being less than and not good enough, when we're simply not aware that it's our autopilot that's running our day-to-day choices, so many of us are cycling through habits that don't serve us or, again, that are self-sabotaging simply because we're not present to it.
0: Many of those self sabotaging patterns or behaviors stem from that unworthiness, from that lack of self love. So, for those of you who have not tuned in already, we unpacked this on last week's episode, which is self love, what self love actually means, and how to begin cultivating and practicing a foundation of self-love. How do you build that self-love and really even have the awareness of those feelings of unworthiness? It's beginning there that you then can have this awareness of self-sabotage, what you're doing that is harming you versus nurturing you. So if you haven't listened already, we highly suggest going back to last week's episode on self-love and tuning in
1: there as well. Now I want to speak to, of course, the whole group of you out there that are very well aware of your patterns of self-sabotage. Maybe you continue to see yourself engaging with the world in a way that no longer serves you. Maybe you're the person who, like many of us, has set multiple intentions to do things differently based on the fact that your choices aren't serving you yet before you know it maybe it's five days later maybe it's 15 days later three months later you're right back in those familiar patterns So why do we go back into
0: those familiar patterns? Well, as soon as we attempt to do something new, as soon as we attempt to create a new experience that's not consistent with those past patterns and habits and behaviors, our bodies and our minds really kind of go into a state of shock. So what our body actually does and what our mind does is try and go back to the familiar. It yearns for it. So it automatically reaches out for those behaviors that will align us with that past kind of destructive habits and patterns.
1: The familiar, according to our subconscious, where all of this these pathways live, these habits and patterns, is what is safest. It's the thing you know to predict. It's you know what happens next. And according to our subconscious, that is well safer than what I don't know, than the uncertainty and then the possible threat of what lies on the other side. So each and every time we set an intention to do something different and we show up in service of that intention, before long what happens is we meet resistance. For some of us, resistance lives in our mind. We have all of the reasons why. We almost lodge a court case of why these new choices aren't working. We should be doing a million other things. We need to go back to life as we once knew it. Others, it drops into our body. We feel a little different. Maybe we even become aware of discomfort, newness, unfamiliarity. Before long, we are driven to the safety of the familiar. So I'm speaking to everyone who's attempted to change. I know myself is included in this. It is not shameful when you go back into those patterns. It's what your subconscious knows. Because again, your subconscious's main goal is to keep you safe.
0: You may have heard us talk about this when we speak of ego and how the ego really is not your enemy. It is actually your friend. The ego's only there to keep you safe. This is very much the same thing, that familiarity, that past familiarity really can be looked at as a safe haven. At one point in time, it's the only thing you ever knew. So it makes perfect sense that the moment we go to try and change or we go and try and create a new habit that's more aligned with our authentic selves or our highest self, we reject it. We don't want that to happen because it's new, because it's scary. That's very unfamiliar territory. We haven't spent enough time in that area yet versus the time that we've spent our entire life in this past familiar. So it's almost like a safe haven or a home that we want to run back to because if we can predict the behavior and the outcome that comes next, then we have that knowledge. We have the knowing and the predictability, which in turn gives us this false sense of safety.
1: When we return back to that familiar it does feel like self-sabotage it is ourselves in a way getting in the way of ourselves walking toward that future and oftentimes none of it is logical and what i mean when i say that is and i'll share my own example one of my deepest wants and needs is to be considered to be loved right so i've done a lot of work now showing up as that self n- showing up as someone who's available to receive love to receive support from my partners from my friends yet in those moments where, say, I do have someone showing up in support of me or willing to hold space or even hold me gently or kindly in a moment, in a loving way, I, at my core, am so unfamiliar with actually letting that love in that what I notice myself doing is I flee. I run. I Even if I don't physically leave the room, I emotionally disconnect. I might even take it a step further and begin to create a distance between us to nitpick, to not like the way the person is showing up in love for me at that time. So that's what I mean when I say it's not logical. Logically, right, I do want this love. And I'm showing up, you know, in service of attempting to receive the love. Maybe I'm going to my partner asking for support. Yet when my partner attempts to meet me in that, it feels so unfamiliar, so uncomfortable, even at times so unsafe, that very illogically, I'm almost putting my hand up and saying, no, don't give me what I want right now. I'm in a way, in a very real way, I'm sabotaging that moment, that need being met for myself.
0: While we really don't often like to admit it, we as humans do love misery. We're familiar with misery or with that pain. We develop this experience over our life of feeling unworthy, of really believing we're not considered, of really believing that we're not loved. So when we're met with that, when we're met with love, when we're met with worthiness, when someone deeply considers us, if that's something new to us, then our subconscious goes into defense mode. It wants to keep that at bay. I personally have been a master of self-sabotage in my life life for a lot of the same things Nicole's mentioned, and a really deep one of feeling unworthy, a feeling unworthy of the life that I've created, the work that I'm doing, the, the place that I get to live in, the environment that I'm in, who I get to be. Now, a lot of this unworthiness comes from the background I had, coming from poverty, coming from abuse, coming from addiction. And presently, having a family that, in many ways, is very much still back in that past. And one of the most challenging things for me on my journey has been witnessing me still when this self-sabotage comes up, when I'm doing really well, you know, the podcast is great, our membership's going well, business is awesome, I'm in a beautiful relationship, And so much of me at my core, this subconscious habits and patterns of this past, that past familiar, wants to go and destroy it all. I want to run away from my partners. I want to pick fights with them. I want to destroy the work that I'm doing. Now, not because Jenna truly from my heart, my authentic self and my soul, not because I want to do it, but because it's most familiar to me to have chaos. It's most familiar to have destruction. And it's really quite difficult and challenging sometimes to to tell myself, or in some ways it feels like I'm genuinely convincing myself that I'm worthy of this life when the people I love still struggle so much in so many ways. And it is an ongoing practice of just having that awareness. Well, what's actually happening when you're self-sabotaging? In that moment, you're being triggered. You're being emotionally triggered by something of the past.
1: The work begins then, when we first, as always, become conscious, become conscious of our deep-rooted feelings of unworthiness, of the past as it continues to keep us stuck in these cycles of self-sabotage. It begins when we become conscious that change in and of itself, the familiar in and of itself is uncomfortable. So as you begin to unearth those deep-rooted feelings and begin to make the small daily commitment or promise to show up in a new way, Expect that resistance. Don't shame yourself when it comes. When you do find yourself probably in many moments, as I know I continue to do in many moments, run back into that familiar and the work continues each and every moment you empower yourself to make the choice Anyway, to walk through that discomfort, to remain open, maybe even just for a second more for that love before you then flee. I say that last part because we definitely don't want to jump into the deep end as we're doing new things like we continue to revisit, it will challenge us. It will feel uncomfortable. We will meet new layers of emotions that so many of us might not have been in touch with. We don't want to dive into the deep end and just hold our breath and power through it. We want to gently ease our way into change. Yet again, change happens when we continue to keep those choices that are in alignment with our future as opposed to our past.
0: And keeping those choices, actually following through with those choices that are in alignment with our future self means taking responsibility. Now, self-sabotage is called self-sabotage because it's exactly that. It's self-sabotage. It's something that we do to ourselves. It's not because of another person. It's not because of an external environment. All of my unworthiness or my feelings of being unloved, when that self-sabotage comes in entirely from my past, it is from my childhood. However, if I don't take responsibility for it now, then I'm blaming all of my self-sabotage on my childhood. I'm blaming it on this thing that happened then, and then just going into this spiral of suffering that really then makes me the victim. Oh, it was because of my childhood, you know, I can't help it. The truth is, as an adult, it's up to you to then take responsibility and make those choices moment to moment.
1: Now this isn't to say that our, we don't carry our past with us. Of course we do. Again, in that subconscious mind, which is why consciousness is the foundation of change, becoming aware of those deeper patterns and giving ourselves the opportunity for those choices. We can't even begin this journey if we're living solely from our autopilot. So really cultivating that awareness, that consciousness, that yes, our past is at play. We weren't responsible for it then, though we can now bear witness to how we're continuing to sabotage, to cycle through those unworthiness narratives, to live in that past ourselves. Again, creating even the opportunity for those new choices that will, of course, challenge us. Self-sabotage is
0: going to look different for everyone. Now, we all are our own unique beings. So your future self, your highest self is going to look slightly different from someone else's. So your journey in getting there is also going to look different. That means the things that you do aligned with that future self, that new experience or that new habit you're trying to build that then sets you back into this pattern of self-sabotage is gonna look different from another. Now, for me personally, it looked like sabotage myself any time I was gearing up for success. So for example, I've studied at so many different schools and ended up quitting every single time. I would fulfill the entire class and then not show up for the final exam and fail the class. Or I'd show up consistently late to a job that I was really proud of, really giving them no other choice than to fire me, to once again sabotage something for myself, to put myself back into that chaos.
1: Something I've noticed in my own journey is when my resources are low, when I'm not sleeping well, when I'm not eating well, when I am stressed out, when I have a lot on my mind, those are the moments for me where those old habits and patterns are right below the surface, often looking like the most appealing choice. So you can begin to witness even your own patterns, Some days it will be easier to show up in service of your future self, and in other moments it won't. And like I said, for me, when I'm not sleeping, when I don't have the resources available, because even in terms of our brain, doing something consciously actually takes more calories. Our brain prefers to coast on that autopilot because it can conserve calories. So when I don't have energetic resources, again, when I'm not sleeping, when I'm stressed out, when I'm not eating well, those are the moments where for me, that autopilot might be what I shift into. Then the journey continues, reminding myself that I have another moment, whether it's five minutes later, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's next week, I can now gift myself with the opportunity to continue to walk toward that change. So sometimes we just have to reboot. If you're tired, if you're sick, self-sabotage and those old habits might be what you witness yourself engaging in. And then we practice compassion, forgiveness. We continue to grant ourselves the possibility of choice in each new moment that we live. That's a perfect way to wrap up this episode
0: because it is the choices that we're making moment to moment that are going to allow us to walk towards a new future to create a new future. So it takes awareness first, building consciousness for yourself, becoming aware of what's happening in the moment and then making a new choice that is aligned with who you're becoming versus who you've been in the past.
1: Speaking of choice, we want to thank all of you out there listening for making the choice to join us on our journey here on the Self Healer Soundboard. See you next episode.